Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to yet, you guessed it, another episode of the Andrew Roman Show. I am so happy. I'm excited. I am pumped for this episode because it's a, it's a special episode. I know, look, I'm someone who tends to use big words such as amazing, awesome, super excited, I'm pumped. And maybe there are people who are a little bit opposite than me that say, okay, Andrew, are you really pumped though? Like, really though? Are you, is this really a special episode? Or if everything special, is anything special? All right, maybe you're not thinking about it that deep. Either way, we hit 80 episodes. So yes, to answer your question, it is in fact a very, very special episode. So we're going to do something special for this special episode, and I should probably stop using the word special. But either way, welcome to the show. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I just want to thank you. No, a lot of times companies or the celebration years is usually like 25, 50, 75, you know, 100 for sure, big one, which we're going to celebrate big at the end of the year. It will, it's gonna, our last episode of the year, it's going to be our 100th episode, so I can't wait for that. But, you know, we actually never really did anything too much for episode 75, uh, so I just said, hey, you know, 80 sounds big because that's, boy, that's a lot of episodes. Like, I don't know when's the last time that you've gone through the repertoire of the Andrew Ramon show. I mean, maybe this, maybe this is your first episode or you've only watched a couple. There's 80 episodes for you to enjoy. That's right. I mean, I did the average, the episodes range from 20 minutes to about 28 minutes. So let's just cut it in half, right about 25 minutes, the average. And it's more than 33 hours of content. That's right. More than 33 hours of content. That means if you were trying to binge the whole Andrew Roman show uh, repertoire, it would take you, well, 33 hours, which is more than a day of watching straight, which first of all, I'm going to say, please don't do that. You got to get some sleep. You know, as much as I'd love for you to, you know, experience and listen to the content that, that, that I give, please get some sleep. But I want to encourage you because maybe you've just listened to one episode of this show. And maybe one one episode you really liked, the other episode didn't apply too much to you. That's totally fine. Not every episode's going to hit everybody the same way, per se. Uh, but there are 80 out there. So I'm sure there's going to be one that can really encourage you, one that can challenge you. I mean, scroll through the episodes. Those are a lot, man. I might be overstating this, but I mean, last time I, I was going to through just Apple Podcasts looking at uh, the episodes, uh, making, you know, some making sure everything was spelled correctly and everything like that. And now, you know, I just kept scrolling. Like, that's how many episodes, like, I just kept scrolling. That's it. Uh, we had lots, many episodes, you know? And in, in Russia, that's a good thing. You see, in Russia, uh, we, we, we do podcasts. In Russia, we do podcasts. And if we're going to do podcasts, we got to do good podcasts. We have to... Uh, we have to grow podcast and we have to be consistent with podcast. Yes. I mean, you heard the statistic that I gave. When was it? I think it was in episode number 50 or something like that. It was about a year of doing the podcast, um, which is crazy that, you know, we're already in, in August at this point. And about a year, you know, I said how most of podcasts either don't have more than 10 episodes. Most of them, you know, just I haven't been updated very recently, but here we are, 80 episodes, all by the grace of God and all because of you. If no one was listening, I might, well, I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't be doing this, but I know people are listening, so I'm super excited. And I want to encourage you to share this podcast with somebody that you know. Look, I cannot express this enough. There is someone in your life 
that needs to hear the good news of Jesus. He needs to. They need to know how, what it means to live as a young adult, specifically representing Jesus in this world. I share things that, again, 80 episodes from everything from culture to faith to politics to uh, deeper subjects about even some scientific stuff. We talk about abortion. We talk about racism here. We talk about almost everything. I mean, obviously, there's so much to, to so many topics yet to cover, but we have covered a lot of ground here. And I, I do believe, and I'm sincere because I I don't take credit for any of the episodes. I really don't. I mean, I just, it's all by the grace of God that we even get to do these episodes and by the grace of God that you you guys get to listen. But I'm, I'm more than grateful. So I just want to say to you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I want to sh- share, you know, some weeks ago, I, I posted the question on Instagram. By the way, if you're not following yet, um, follow me at The Andrew Roman Show. We are producing good content, man. I'm telling you, the content is going next level. I'm going to say it that way. We've entered the world of TikTok a little bit. We've we've tipped toe, no, tippy toe. We have dipped our toe in the water of reels in the real world. Get it? Not really the real world, is it? And uh, so I'm, I'm really excited. We got some new content there. Um, it's a big burden in my heart that more and more people reach this because I, I want to share something really important with you. And this episode is kind of more of a more laid back episode. There is something um, that I'm going to answer some questions here in a second. But I really want to share from my heart that my desire for this podcast to grow is not really because I want more people to listen to me. You know, it's like, oh, I want more people to know my name. Bro, who the heck cares? I don't. You can forget my name for all I know. But I don't want you to forget what I say because. It's not because I say it, because my prayer is that everything that I share with you, every truth that I share with you is not my opinion, but it's the, it is the from coming from the Bible, from a biblical perspective. So I never want you to just listen and say, oh, I, I want to see things through Andrew's perspective. Okay, but Andrew's perspective is not perfect. Andrew's perspective fails a lot, but I hope that you're challenged in, in, in saying, I want to see things through God's perspective, through the Bible's perspective. So share this with someone that you know. And here, uh, before we go into what peop- some people are saying of what they enjoy about the show, I want to introduce a new mug. That's right. Um, the mug collection has grown. A really good friend of mine actually traveled somewhere and brought me a mug without me even asking. It is I love that, man. If y'all ever want to bless Andrew over here, you know you know what you can get that boy. Get yourself a good a good mug. So I got one right here. Some Ensenada, Baja California. If you don't know where Baja California is, it is not part of the United States of America, okay? It's part of Mexico. It's an estado de Mexico, Baja California. And Ensenada is a beautiful, beautiful city, which actually I have... I have family there, and this good friend is also from there. I've never visited, unfortunately, in Sonata, but he brought this. It is handmade. I mean, this is some this is some elite pottery you're dealing here. I will say, I will say that it has that. I don't know what texture it is, but it's the texture of like if you, if I were to rub my nail against it, that that's the feeling that I would get. That's the type of texture. Uh, but it is it's beautiful. I love it. It's in Sonata, so thank you, thank you so much, Juan. Juan, for, for this mug. 
And all right, let's move on and share what God is doing in people's lives. So these are some things that people have said and responded to the question. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw that question uh, when I just said, hey, what do you like most about the show? And some people said the consistency of it that, you know, it's been going for a while now, uh, quote unquote, for a while. And there's an episode every single week. Thank God. Someone else said just learning a new and fresh perspective. And then I love this. Here's a kind of a a longer answer, Um, but she did write it in Spanish. You know, there there are people who speak Spanish because this podcast is also available in Spanish, by the way. Didn't know if you knew that, Uh, but it is. So if you have any Spanish speaking friends that don't speak English, but you want to share the podcast with them, you absolutely can. It's called The Andrew Mon Show, Español. That's right. Uh, So I translated her message. I obviously asked the permission to share all these just anonymously. Um, And this is what it's saying. Uh, She says, my answer was a bit long, so I will say the rest here. In conclusion, what I like the most about your show is that it is fun, interesting, but even more behind your stories and personal experiences, there is always teaching. There's always a teaching towards a social problem, a cultural or spiritual one that may be emerging within the chaos of this world and that drives the generation to trust only in God, regardless of what happens around us. I know it's a long answer, but it has come from the depths of my heart since God has truly changed my perspective of what it means to be a young person through this show. Well, I want to say thank you. Thank you for those kind words. And I I am more than grateful. I mean, we've shared the story of this podcast and uh, I'll, I'll dig into it more maybe in the hundredth episode as we celebrate the centennial episode. I mean, that's insane. Anyways, let's get going into some questions here because part of my burden, to use a Christian word, part of my burden, part of that that uh, that passion that drives me inside um, is knowing that there are answers. Like, uh, did you know that a lot of us have big questions in life? We've talked about it before, whether it be the question of origin, where did we come from? Did we evolve from monkeys? Did we not? Was the was the universe an accident? Was it planned? Was it planned, but then kind of evolved at the same time? Like, did God create everything, but still took billions of years to evolve? Is the earth young? And, you know, am I mud? Or am I actually something else? Am I just an accident? All those things are questions about origins. And then there's questions like we've talked about, about morality. Okay, I exist. I wonder how I exist. That's origin. But now, what truly is good and what is evil? Is there something to differentiate good and evil? Or is morality just based on perspective, based on culture, based on on social norms? Or is it something more objective and more absolute? And then you deal with not so much of of the morality uh, of things, but also with, with meaning. Okay, well, why am I here? Was I an accident? Is there any reason that we are here on earth to begin with? Are we just here to play a little board game called life? And at the end of the day, we die and nothing happens. And that was that. Or is there a bigger purpose in life? And then there are questions of destiny, right? Destiny of, okay, well, when I die, is it lights out and no one remembers me and I don't remember anything? Does my subconscious somehow float into the universe? Do I become part of the universe? Or is there truly a heaven? Is there truly a hell? What happens after we die? Those are very, very deep questions. There's even more categories. You can call the the questions of identity. Okay, who am I? You know, and there's a a famous quote by um, 
I think it's attributed to Mark Twain, but I'm not sh- really sure if Mark Twain said it. That said that, you know, the two most important days of your life is the day that you are born and the day that you find the why, the day that you find meaning. And a lot of times what, how people have trouble finding meaning is that they have trouble finding their identity in who they truly are and saying, okay, am I, nowadays we have a big identity crisis. Are you a man? Are you a woman? Are you a woman inside of a man's body? Are you a woman's brain inside of a man's body? Are you a man inside of a woman's body? What do you identify? Are you he, sure, he, he, him? Are you she, her? Are you they, them? Are you zer, zer? We have all these questions, all these sexual, quote unquote, sexual orientations, and supposedly all these genders and all these things, all these questions about identity. But then even, even bigger, what about politics? You know, should you be a Republican? Should you be a Democrat? Should you be conservative? Should you be, should you be liberal? Are you tagged as leftist or right? Or should you, what should you um, support Black Lives Matter? Should you not? Should you do this? Should you, should, should, as a Christian, should I support social justice? Is that a good thing? Is that all a bad thing? Is that absolutely, do you know what I'm talking about? I probably confuse you with so many questions, but there are so many questions in life. In fact, many people never find the answers. But can I tell you, it's not because the answers are not there. And that's my passion. My passion is to discover the answers together because I believe God has the answer. Sounds cheesy? Maybe. Is it true? Absolutely. God has the answer and in his word is the answer. So what does that mean? That means that as believers, we need to have a Bible perspective of the world and see the world that way, not try to read the Bible through the world's perspective, because then we're going to come into a totally different anti-God conclusion. Whether it appears anti-God or not, it is foundationally. So part of this passion is to try to discover the answer together, because I believe that the Christian faith is in fact a reasonable faith, is not a blind faith. Faith is not blind. The Bible never says that. In fact, what is faith? It is the evidence of the things unseen. It is not blind in the sense that there is no evidence. In fact, faith is the evidence of what? The things unseen. So yes, faith maybe relies on things unseen, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily blind as per the definition of Hebrews 11, it is actually in the, it's the evidence. Evidence is not a fairy tale. Evidence is truth. Evidence is factual. And that's what I believe the Christian faith is. In fact, the Christian faith is, I believe is the most reasonable faith one can have because it's all factually true, historically accurate, and you can go back and, and do the research. Again, 80 episodes, many of them, we talk about it in the show. But part of what I'm talking about is I'm going to answer some questions kind of in the second half of the episode. Uh, just to talk about, we, we do, we've we done these events, which I want to, I might share a little bit later, but I'll, I'll go ahead and just share a little bit now. These events called Question It. Um, I'm starting... Um, I kind of throw it out there, episode 80, here we go. Um, but I'm starting somewhat of a ministry myself here. Part the Andrew Amon Show podcast falls under that umbrella. And I'm not going to give out the name or anything like that. It's not trademark. And we're, we're still working on, on branding. We're still working on websites and all, all that stuff. But what I want to tell you is something big is coming. And I believe that God wants to truly use this because too many people have questions. And unfortunately, those questions have been unanswered, and they've been maybe uh, belittled a little bit. Have you ever asked someone the question and they kind of make fun of you for even asking? Or have you ever been at church or youth group and had questions about your faith, but 
it's just not the right time for you to ask. Or if they, if you ask, you kind of feel bad, like, oh, here comes the doubter. Oh, this guy's doubting his faith. Yeah, he's a lot less than that man who's full of faith. Or maybe you weren't allowed to really even ask questions about your faith, and you just said, because the Bible says so, that's why you believe. Well, okay, but why does the Bible say so? And why should I listen to the Bible to begin with? Why not just listen to what I want? What's the difference? All that are great, great questions that I believe have answers if we just explore them and we just have a as much as possible unbiased mind because we all have biases. It's not only one person that has them. Everyone has bias, but if you acknowledge them, you can, in fact, find the objective truth. It's not a subjective. As we say many times in this show, you don't have your truth, dude. It don't exist. If you don't believe me, believe Nikolai. Let me tell you, you do not have your truth. Is your opinion. You see, problem happened in Russia. In Russia, happened problem when people, everyone had their truth. And especially, you, uh, you talk the 1900s, right? First World War, Second World War, you have the gulags, you have bad things happen in Russia. Why? Because everyone thought that their opinion was truth and they started to act on their opinion based on it being true. Not always good idea. Just take it from Nikolai. And if you're not going to take it from Nikolai, you might as well take it from Andy. Look, I've got to tell you, man, you've got to listen. Because here in Scotland, here in Scotland, you, you, your truth is not your truth, mate. There's only one truth and it's objective. It's not subjective, mate. It's not. Now, I don't know why I use the word, mate. That's more Australian, isn't it, mate? What about some Cockney? Yeah, that's right. A bottle of water. Look, you know I try to do these accents whether they work or not. That's up to you. But let's answer some questions. Enough babbling around, Andrew. Thanks for sticking with me, folks. All right. Here's some questions that we've gotten at some question at events that I thought would be fun. Let's uh, let's start here. What does Christian and godly? Sorry. What does Christian godly dating look like? If I'm nervous, insecure, or shy, how do I get to know someone? How can I overcome feelings of not feeling worthy or good enough? A lot of great questions. I'm going to read it again for those who weren't paying attention. Let's do it again. Um, what does Christian and godly dating look like? If I am nervous, insecure, and shy, how do I get to know someone? How can I overcome feelings of not feeling worthy or good enough? That's a great question from Zimbabwe, apparently, over there. Uh, no, I, I love that question because, again, the Bible has the answer. Because when someone talks about godly Christian dating, again, first of all, we have to acknowledge, one, the, the word dating is not even in the Bible, right? And the Bible doesn't say, here are the three steps to a good dating relationship. But it, the Bible does, in fact, give us principles of healthy relationships, which we've done episodes of it in the past. But I, I think... Christian godly dating looks like addressing the next two questions, which means if I'm nervous and secure, how do I get to know someone? And the last question is this key. How can I overcome feelings of not feeling worthy or good enough? I think before you can even worry about Christian godly dating, you got to worry about this, about these feelings of not feeling worthy or good enough. Because if you're, if you're dealing with this, it's going to drive you to the wrong arms. What do I mean by that? If you're feeling unworthy, you're not feeling good enough, you're going to you're gonna try to date or have some type of relationship with the first person who makes you feel good enough, regardless if they're a good person or not. They might talk nice, they might be smooth around you, and they might make you feel like a queen. Don't mean he your boy. That's all I'm going to say. 
watch out for them snakes. But I, I want, I, we've said this before, your vertical relationship affects your horizontal relationship. So before you even try to worry about trying to date someone, first, you got to get yourself right. Because you have to you have to understand that no one's going to complete you but Jesus. The other person, he broke and chew. That's right, honey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He broke and chew. And dude, guess what? Your girl, she broke and chew. Not broken into. I guess you do. I guess technically he's broken into. But Jesus is the one who's going to restore you. So before you can even focus on dating, and maybe this is an encouragement for, for people who are hoping to date or anything like that, Hey, cool. That's awesome if that's that's what you want to do. But why are you going to date? That's the question. Are you going to date because you feel lonely, because you there's a part of you that feels incomplete, a part of you that feels not good enough, not feeling worthy. Now this dude, he talking nice, he making you feel nice. Maybe he's a great guy. That's not what I'm saying. But there's parts of you that still need to be healed. And can I tell you something? At the end of the day, it's Jesus who can do that. Jesus might use people, absolutely, but there's also some type of work that God needs to do in you in order to complete you. Because single doesn't mean alone. I'm going to say that again. Single does not mean alone. Single does not mean lacking. But if you have that perspective, like, oh, I'm just lacking until I find someone, that's the wrong perspective. Because the moment you find them, you're still going to be lacking, baby. It's just the way it works. And and then to the kind of working backwards of overcoming feelings, like if you're shy and nervous and insecure, I think once you deal with yourself and you start gaining confidence in who you are as a child of God, that you being good enough or not feeling worthy, that that starts moving away. Then you start moving in confidence. Boy, you you know your stride now. There's no necessarily, oh, I'm just, I just, I'm insecure. All of us are insecure at, at a certain point. But when you're a child of God and you know who you are, dude, there's no more being insecure. Maybe you're shy around people, but that doesn't mean you're insecure around people. And at the end of the day, it's the same way that I tell people, look, put it before God. The same way that Matthew 6, 36, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. Personally, that's what I've applied in my life for a very long time. God, I'm going to seek your kingdom and everything you have provided. He's provided everything, the job, the education, the the provision, the whole thing. And this girl thing, I'm doing the same thing. Lord, here it is. But guess what? You might be praying for a job, but guess what? You still applied. You didn't just sit there in your room, close your door, threw away your phone and said, God, give, I just pray for a job. Yeah, like w- 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 what you going to do, dude? Like let God do the impossible, but what about the possible? You ain't going to do nothing now? Come on, somebody. So I encourage you. I mean, if you're in that age that you want to date now and you're really shy and maybe you're stuck in your room in your closet, it ain't going to work, dude. I, I mean, God ain't going to send someone to your door to start knocking and say, is Andrew available? Oh my gosh. Andrew's a creep if he's still like that, okay? that That's all I'm going to say. So let God do the impossible, but you have to do the possible. The same way you would pray for a job and you still apply. May I say you might pray for a relationship, but you should still apply. Let's leave it just like that. All right, next question as we're starting to wrap up the episode. Oh, I love this. What does self-love really mean and how should you love yourself? Dang. Okay, that's that's deep. What does self-love really mean and how should you love yourself? Um, so I got a lot to say about this and I think the Bible has a lot to say about this too. Uh, I think that the self-love... <sighs> 
what do we call it? The the culture, maybe self-love culture. I think there's there's great truth in it because, well, you got to be okay with yourself. You can't be hating yourself. God made you wonderfully and fearfully made. Amazing. I also think that there's a very, call it toxic, very self-centered, selfish um, area in the self-love culture that the world revolves around you. It's all about you, baby. It's all about your quote-unquote health, whatever fits into that very broad, abstract term. It's all about you. It's all about self-love. That's like, I've seen all these posts where there's some truth about like, oh, I'm cutting every relationship that doesn't, that 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 is toxic. You know, self-care, self-love. Yeah, dude, but what are you considering toxic? Like there is a truth to that being like, yeah, if there are people who are tearing you down and pulling you away from God, cut them off. But if there are people who are challenging you and you're just not liking that challenge and maybe they're challenging areas of your life that are not right before God and you're just going to label them toxic due to self-love and and self-care, that's not right. So how do you love yourself? Best way to love yourself is love Jesus, dude. Love Jesus and lay your life down because God doesn't say, love yourself and follow me. He don't say that. He doesn't say, you're number one. He doesn't say that. He actually says, lay like die to yourself. But I love myself. I would never die to myself. Well, you gotta, you gotta die to yourself. Like biblically speaking, you gotta die to yourself, pick up a cross and wrap it up, buttercup. That's it. And follow Jesus. So what does self-love look like? Self-love looks like loving Jesus and then accepting his image of who you are truly in him and, and, and loving that and moving on. Like the world does not revolve around you. Again, if you... If there are moments in your life that you got to focus on yourself, for sure, do it. You got to take care of yourself, but don't overdo it. Life does not revolve around you. Hey, I hope that you enjoyed episode number 80. It's a special episode. And I just want to say, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go for way more. We'll see you in the next episode of The Andrew Munch.